Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. everyone and welcome to here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast i am your host sarah heron and we are week two michelle young season of the bachelorette pretty solid episode we had you know a little bit of drama some not here for the right reasons some pot stirring some crying um i think michelle's season is off to a good start but i have my friend and fellow podcast host ryan bailey of so bad it's good with ryan <laughs> bailey here to break it all down with me hi ryan hi what up for all the right reasoners what's going on uh uh this is i mean but by the way exciting second week because do you think i mean we had a breakup in the actual bravo universe so do you think that like Bravo producers like, please don't do this. Please don't do this on the second week. Please don't break up. Like, I feel like they should have waited to break up until after this because now I'm like, hey, guys, I'm starting to not believe in love. I'm starting to believe that you guys don't actually know what you're doing over there. You're killing me because you said Bravo because you cover Bravo so much on your show, which everyone should go listen to if you don't. Meeting Bachelor, meeting Blake and Katie. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's the, I mean, two months. I mean, I, I've, I've not showered for two months at a time. Like, it's just like two months, you can do that standing on your head. I mean, I'm just getting tired of this. They need to have a law in place that these people need to stay together for a couple of years. And if they don't, they owe money because it is way too easy to get out of this stuff. It's way too easy. No, I definitely think ABC is upset that they are over already and that they announced it as Michelle's season is just starting to air because yes. it's, you know... Usually there is like a three monthish window. And I think so Katie's finale aired in August. I think they were together technically since end of April, but you know, the fake, like those couple three months when they can see each other like four times in wigs. So they had that. So I think it was five, six months total, but less than three months after the finale aired. It's not, gr- it's not a great look. And people already weren't loving Katie's season. And they went out of their way to give us two bachelorettes for some whatever reason. When they- Michelle was the girl we needed, she's killing it. She's killing it, but I just feel like overall, it really, I watch that, and every time now somebody says for here, the, uh, right, for the right reasons, or my soulmate's in this room tonight, and all I go, I go, no, he isn't. He is not. I know he's not. Like, that's the thing. Like, I want to believe in love. I mean, we all want to believe in love, but you guys do not have a good track record over there. We need mm-hmm. some people to last, and if they don't last, I want to punish them for even putting us through that, and they need to stay together, or they go to jail. Like, we I need totally agree. They should know at least like a Instagram suspension for six months for ads. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yes. You can't use your Instagram for like a year, but the, like now we have to see Blake in bachelor in paradise. Mm-hmm. And now we have to, and then Katie will eventually and like, is that Katie? Oh my God. You know, and we'll have to hear like the tragic story of their breakup after two months when we've all been through longer relationships in high school, you know? Yeah. 
My prediction is that Katie is going to go on Bachelor in Paradise, the real one, and Blake is going to go on Bachelor in Paradise Canada, which they just started this year <laughs> because he's Canadian and I and oh he has already God. been on The Bachelorette twice. That's my guess, but I could totally see Katie. Becca Kufrin was our first lead post being a lead on Paradise yeah. this summer, and she did great. Um, you know, very beloved. Katie, not as quite as beloved as your, as Rebecca Kufrin, but I think she'll sneak into paradise next year for sure. Well, I really, I actually really grew to like Katie a lot. I, okay. I mean, I like it and I like, well, I mean, I did. And I just think she was unfair. I think Blake gets so much uh, better treatment than Katie. And it really frustrates me because I'm like, Blake is like uh, 30 degrees shy of Jax Taylor. Like he's, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's almost like if you, he's like the nice version of that. He's the version that we have not seen do all the bad things, but he can't seem to make a relationship work mm -hmm. to like, you know, and then he just pop, it just becomes more ridiculous of like, yeah, he popped into her season like late. And then he was like, I think I love you. Yeah. Like, let's do this. I think, you know, and she liked the other dude anyways. I know. I think that Katie had a rough ending and now it looks like even more so the narrative of like, that was her third choice because two people quit. And then Blake, technically his third choice was Katie because he was on Tasha slash Claire season and in love with both of them after two days. It's not <laughs> a good look. It's certainly not a good look. And I also think that Blake, I mean, their whole argument or like any backlash in the beginning was like, oh, he's going to like live in Africa half the time. How are you guys going to handle that? And they were like, we got this. We whatever. And then the <laughs> second, first trip to Africa, they didn't make, they made it past one trip to Africa. He was gone for most of October. They saw each other for the first time this past weekend in October and broke up after he left in the end of September. So what, what a weekend. Yeah. What a weekend. By the, by the way, there, if that's even like, there needs to be cameras there for that weekend. Like at least give me a breakup special. Let me watch totally. this. Because also, you know, and then I don't want another Claire Dale situation where we drag this on for years and you oh, keep God. breaking up and breaking up and we're like, girl, like it's over. Just stop doing this, you know? I know. And we see the back of their, we think, Dumois <laughs> thinks they see yeah, the back Dumois. of their heads on a plane when it's yeah, not even yeah. them. That was, oh God. Wait, 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 wait. Was, that, was that not even them? It was not, not either of them. It did. I, I got to tell you, it did not look like Dale's uh, big shape in that no, chair. No, and, and Claire's like, hair is shorter than that right now. It was literally just a blonde girl and a black guy sitting next to each other on a plane, and everybody assumed it was Claire and Dale. And that's why, you guys, Dumois is not fact, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, Dumois is not fact, and she doesn't claim to be fact, but it is funny. Like, I, I mean, yeah. it is funny how much stuff we're like, I could throw out a rumor right now, and she would have to, I mean, she would post it if, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We could put anything, and you don't have to prove any of it, you know? Yeah. But also, you know, you have some pull with this these Bachelor people, I think. You need to, like, set these guys straight. You know, set, say, like, hey, we need some real, we need somebody to come in and be the law in this thing. Like, you're, I don't care if you're here for the right reasons, you might still fall in love, but it better, you're going to have to be with this person. You know? And, yes, unless your Instagram yeah. suspended, I think that's the key. I really do, because that, that's currency for these people. Um, we still have a couple months left of 2021, so it should be interesting to see how many we get, because 2020 was a tough year for The Bachelor. There was a lot of splits. Um, it was a, quite the lengthy gallery. But Michelle, so far, I think, doing great, looking great. Interesting episode. <laughs> um, the first group date was, of course, leaning into the teacher of it all, which, in case you forgot, Michelle's a teacher. Classes oh, no, session. no. Yeah, we got, I mean, by the way, what a, this is a, one of the biggest reality show tropes, especially on The Bachelor now of like, I want you to meet some friends of mine. And then it's like three, okay. eight year olds. These, I mean, with poor thing, I was like about to call like, like uh, CPS or something like you shouldn't have uh, children be put through watching desperate men try to get at Michelle. It was so weird. It was weird. And I wonder, I, were those her real students? They were actors, right? They have to, they, no, total actors, because 
especially the 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 one cute Asian girl. No, she I mean, she was, it. She she was like a star. I was like, is I I really thought she was because she really gave the one guy a hard time, Peter. Which that okay? That's the other thing. If you talked about your producers, can this is my idea? Can you make them have digital name tags that just follow them everywhere? Because totally. I'm still at a point where I don't know the names, and they rarely put them on screen anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm frustrated because I want to know these people, but I just sometimes now know them by face, or if they get a big storyline that that episode. I mean, people will be in like the fourth or fifth episode. I'm like, where'd that guy come from? Like, who is that? No, you're so right. It really, really need to get on that, especially if they're going to give us four seasons a year, which I personally think is a crime. Um, and I'm tired, and they should have to. Yes. You know, like I was like looking up. I was like, oh, that's Peter. Okay, I thought Peter was that guy, but that that Peter was a goofball, and those kids should not watch that kind of desperation. You know. It was funny, though, because in these situations, you know, it's funny to make fun of these people, and they did this on Claritatious season, and Bennett, the guy from Harvard, couldn't spell limousine. You know, it, it does create little moments like that. But if I was on the show and, like, somebody asked me what 2021 times 18 was, I wouldn't know what the hell to do either. Oh, that's what I wrote. I was like, I ended up failing most of I mean, I knew the spelling part, mm-hmm. but some of the other stuff, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm totally oh. out. Totally out. So I do kind of feel bad for them in that situation. But Peter was just being insane in musical chairs, like acting like he was, I don't even know, but just so aggressive. And that's never going to look good on TV. And it doesn't look good when you're trying to impress a girl if you can't handle like a game of musical chairs without losing your cool. <laughs> Get a life, Peter. Sorry. Well, I mean, no, it's, but I mean, I like, and, and, but it was funny how many of these guys are not mental giants. That guy is not a mental giant and he has like emotional issues and mm-hmm. potentially psychological issues. But a lot of those other guys aren't far behind. Like the fact that they're like trying this hard at love, like try that hard to read and spell and like these basic things that like you're good looking, but it, it kind of comforted me because I was like, at least I can spell, you know, like totally. that's what I have. And the one guy that won that thing, what's the guy's name? The, the, the one the that, that who did she, win or was like it? the the first guy that she like she kissed and like he was the guy that couldn't like that missed a couple of spelling oh, brandon yeah and he, he goes, like got the kiss yeah and he goes well just know i'm never gonna give up i'm never gonna stop trying for you like i'm never gonna stop trying to learn how to spell like i'm like i'm never i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep trying for you babe and i was like to spell you're <laughs> no, gonna keep trying he, to spell he had a weird trajectory because he was he's very cute and he also, in their one-on-one time, he, like, led with that weird line of, like, I'm going to try to remember every part of you so I can dream about <laughs> yeah. you. And then Michelle immediately looked at him, like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, where'd you get that line? And she handled it well. And he, thank God, he just gave in. But it was so strange. Like, you know, he practiced that for days. And then yeah. she immediately was like, what? That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really really creepy like wait i mean just i will say the charm of these like group dates or these so is like the is the picking of the date themselves like i love when the card gets there and they read off the yes. names and the sense of self-satisfaction like look i earned being on that card when it's like so random yeah. and then you see the disappointed faces and the music is like you know sad music when they don't get a go on the date yep. and i just I, I i love that part so like i don't even care about the dates themselves mm-hmm. I sometimes like the lead up to the date and like right after the date. I love that too. Brandon did get the group date row. So I guess you're right in saying he quote unquote won. Um, But this date also sparked the Will Peter feud because Will was the one who wrote Peter when asked how to spell narcissist. Kind of a funny line, honestly. 
with their argument about when he just was like, you're nothing but a slice of pizza. And like all the, that was, they both just looked like losers. I'm I'm tired of hearing about pizza, bro. I want to hear about Michelle, bro. And I was like, what? Like you had a leg to stand on me just saying like you were completely into yourself and it's a bad look for you. Like I'm giving you advice, dude. It's usually what happens is the guy who calls out the 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 douchebag or the not here for the right reasons guy. It's it takes a special person to be able to look good doing it too. Because this was a situation where I thought both of them just kind of looked like losers. Yeah. But sometimes you can pull it off and just focus the the like shade on the guy who deserves it. But this kind of just made Will look like a loser too. And also their their shirt. There was a lot of tough collared shirts on this group date night portion. I felt like we had like a Tiger King moment with the one guy. We had a lot of colors, a lot of pale pink, and they all just kind. It was like bad resort wear. We're at a weird moment in fashion, I think, in America, too, because we have a lot of the cuffed uh, things without socks, uh, but, uh, you know, Mm. closed toe shoes. There's a lot of weird things happening. And I feel like The Bachelor has pushed people into a certain couple of directions that uh, that they definitely shouldn't be pushed in, you know? I agree. Um, Before we move on to the one-on-one, I did want to point out Rick was the guy who on night one was in, like, the tray um okay, that yeah, she like yeah. clothing on and he had a nice little connection with her on the i really like him although i can't decide if he's wearing eyeliner or not not that that matters but it's just like distracting me but he was <laughs> the one who did the mad libs thing and he thought he was gonna get the the group yeah. dates, and he didn't and i really like him but he was being like you know she made me feel like i'm the only guy in the room for the first time <laughs> in so long and i'm like dude you're literally one of 25 like that's a tough <laughs> line you know uh, yeah i mean that would only work if he was blind you know <laughs> literally yeah. Um, but I like him overall. Did any of the guys on any of the dates, if you can even remember their names, have stood out to you that you like? No. Yeah, no. I think it's kind I of mean, a weak no. group, to be honest. It's a weak group. You know, but I mean, there's, of course, there's moments. And of course, as we learn their stories more, I will, you know, you know, I mean, like, hey, like, there was even moments, like, I really disliked uh, the dude that she went on the one on, or the, mm-hmm. the, the, the dude that ended but then, then ended up saying that, you know, his mother had, had killed herself. Like, mm-hmm. those moments are, I think, sometimes why the show actually works, because we do then reveal that these are real people. These They totally. do share these real moments. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I feel bad for, like, thinking all of these, like, stupid thoughts about him until then, because this guy's got a real story. Yeah. And I think that's, like, you know, finding out the real story is the charm of the show because then they take it from like average or like just these people that we kind of make fun of for being on the show to actual people um and so i like finding out those moments but until then it all just blends into like uh like one big protein powder shake like you always (laughs) just imagine like i mean you they're all just drinking like you just imagine like when they all stayed in the same house back in the day i was like just wonder the protein powder table in the morning just making their shakes you know a hundred percent, especially with the dudes. It's harder to keep them straight sometimes. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Jamie. He got the one-on-one. In the beginning, he almost gave me a little bit of Blake PTSD, actually, because he was saying that he loves traveling <laughs> to third world countries by himself on a whim, and he needs someone who wants to do that. And it's like, if your plan is to like travel the world, maybe don't go on a show where you get engaged and are supposed to like be getting married within the year, dude. And I was like, PTSD on that. And that well, he was great. but And also the way he approached it, it was like, I'm glad I got this date because yeah. I need to find out if she is worthy of me. And he I was like, he was the bachelor. Oh yeah. And so he was like, well, you know, I'm glad. And then he goes, and then he was like, yeah, I go to third world countries. I'll sometimes make up my mind the day before. <laughs> and I'm like, well, legally you can't do that. So that's not true. You know, like, um, totally. 
you need shots to get there. Yeah, no, he was, so he started off like I didn't really like him and I didn't know why he was getting the one-on-one. But then of course, you know, they're rock climbing. He's really good at encouraging me. You love that they put them in these situations so they yeah. can be like, we went through something. Like we climbed those rocks. Like that's just a trope of the show to say that they've overcome something which, you know, just makes me laugh. But then it gets to the serious night portion, which there's no, I mean, there's nothing to say besides, obviously that was a really sad story. And, you know, that is horrible. They should make them file for like a, a home refinancing loan. Like do that together as an activity. Those are the real things that actually will see if you could be a couple or not. No, put them in a stressful situation that isn't like a rock climbing where you have a harness and you can be scared. Even when they jump out of a plane, like then they're like, we did that together. Like we overcame. It's like, no dude, yeah. like you're, you're on a reality <laughs> show. Like you're right. They should have to like do real life something. And you see like if someone has a temper that it comes out, you know, try drive in traffic, honestly, put them in traffic for two hours and then just put the cameras that always are always on people's cars on reality shows and give us that footage. Cause that will show you more about a person yeah. than a rock climbing date. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Wow. We have ideas. I hope ABC I kind of, I mean, it's like, I feel like we're so close you guys. Like, but the thing, if you're going to inundate us with this and then they're not going to even stay together, what's the point of me watching this stuff? You're, you're weakening love for all of us. Then you need to show what you need to be. Uh, fantastical and romantic you know like we need to believe in love in this day and age and all and you're not doing a great job at it yeah I agree I mean why we watch the show I guess is for the drama so then we'll go back to the other group date just to stay on Jamie because not I can't remember in most in recent bachelor history um when someone spiraled so quickly to go from being so beloved in the first half because you were so vulnerable got the rose spoke about something so serious and there's you can't do anything but feel sympathy for him to then with the rose decide to start this like rumor that everybody was talking about Michelle and Joe and then tell Michelle awkwardly that it's the talk of the house and make her all insecure when from <laughs> my understanding only Jamie was talking yeah. about Michelle and Joe. Yeah, we're all talking out there and I just want you to know about the thing that I brought to you personally that I could have not brought to you at all. And yeah. it was so weird because he was in such a great spot. So I still like, I mean, I mean, did he do that just because he wanted a leg up and I want to control the whole situation? Because that seems like such a risk because it is going to come out. Like at the end of this episode, everybody was like, there's a real coward in this room, whoever did this, you know, and he's yeah. just like sitting there and assuming it is going, I mean, in fact, it's really easy to figure out who did it. And the fact that I said, so we're going to figure it out in this next week's episode. Yeah. Why do that? You know? such a good question. I think either part of me thinks he is just like a cocky dude who then, you know, whether he did hear quote unquote that Michelle was booed up with a tall, light skinned baller or not. I don't know. Also, like, did someone actually tell him that? Or is he just like, did a producer say, you know, Joe and Michelle are both from Minnesota. They're, they're bonding really quickly. Do you think something could have happened there? Like, did they plan it in his head? Did he actually go in thinking it? And did he do it when he had the rose? Cause that's the security. Like he couldn't, you know, he already was going to the next week. So he felt like this was his time to maybe try to stir the pot. But it's it's a bad move when you already have the rose to steal her or to start drama. Like you, the, when you have the rose, you just take that and you are quiet in the back and you try to steal a, steal a quick little moment to pretend like, oh, I'm still here. But like, I want you to have your time. I support you on this journey. Like pretend that you are the supportive boyfriend. That's the role yeah. you play when you have the yes. rose. But also, the, I mean, the guy that she did uh, DM twice and he mm-hmm. ghosted her, what, I mean, what is the actual story there? Like, so does Michelle just like slide into guys' DMs all the time, unassuming, and then they just don't respond back? Like, I was like, what is, I mean, I don't, I don't care that he's there. I don't think yeah. there's anything weird about it, but I do kind of want to know is like, 
Is Michelle a big slider in the DMs with like like the guys? I'm like, what's up? I'm Michelle. No, totally. Because Michelle didn't, according to her Instagram now, she didn't even have Instagram until like 2019. So I, if you if we're going based on that, Michelle, and this teacher, Michelle, that they're presenting us, it's like, I can't imagine her appear, you know, doing but like, that. So, like, I mean, like she's acting like a dude on Instagram where they're like, that's a hot girl. I'm going to DM that girl, right. you know, like she's doing that to guys. I personally don't care, but I would love a little bit more of the story there. Um, but also, yeah, I, the Michelle thing. And also what was interesting to me that it actually did throw her when yeah. I was like, really does people. And she's like, now they won't believe in me. I'm like, nobody should believe in anybody here. We should That's earn true. our love, you know, like let's earn it. I think it was just the way it was presented to her from him was so awkward and weird. And I think that maybe she, I mean, he made it seem like they all were like shit talking her and she yeah. walked into that room and was expecting them to like confront her. And then they all just looked at each other. Somebody should have been like, wait, what's going on? Or Joe should have been like, Oh, are you guys upset with me? Like somebody should have said something. I don't know if they just edited it that way, but that was freaking weird that they all just looked at each other. And then I love, it was like, Tasha and they were they come like, she is very emotional up there. I'm like, get a camera on her then. Why, why are we, do not tell me, show me. That is also true. I mean, it brings us to Joe overall, who is super cute. And their story, the story from what we see from night one and, and it continued is that they DM'd a couple times. He ghosted her because of something to do with George Floyd, which was kind of just slipped in there and didn't really totally get explained. And Michelle's definitely questioning why he's now here because, you know, she's the bachelorette now, is he there? Because it, 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 overall, like the ghost thing does kind of bother me. And I think their date with the basketball, it was obviously very cute. And it felt like they were the only two people there. They have this basketball connection, whatever, being like Mr. Minnesota basketball, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. That means I'm a lot like, to Michelle. Wow, the, the Minnesota, nice. Right literally what and she was like runner up like they have a connection for sure but why wouldn't he have pursued her in quote-unquote real life if you know now she's about to like if I were her I would question that too and the fact that he ghosted her means that he's I mean everyone's ghosted someone I guess but it just makes me a little like not into him but everyone on Twitter is like oh my god loving basketball like Minnesota <laughs> like everything loving yeah, yeah yeah what well, do you I think mean, of Joe I I I, I like him, but I, I, I don't have all the full picture yet. I felt like yeah. it was like, yeah, it's basketball, but what else is going on? I'm excited to find out more about the, uh, the DM story because like, yeah, how does George Floyd get worked into you ghosting somebody? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, honestly, like that is just a, if you're going to throw that out there, we're going to need a little bit more information on that because I mean, that's the wildest ghosting excuse that I've heard in a lot. I mean, you know, like, I just, it's a wild excuse. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't really, I think he's great. Like they both obviously do love basketball. It was cute. Um, you know, he does seem like a front runner in terms of like Michelle seems Gaga for him, yeah. you know? So uh, he seems like he's a, a big contender. I also think the show is setting him up for success because sometimes they set people up for failure, but sometimes they do set them up for success. And to include him getting the phone call from his mom about the fact that his basketball coach basketball passed coach, away, yeah. they, we didn't need that. Like they did that because they want you to like Joe. He got the uh, MVP, even though his team lost. So he got to go on the group date, even though he technically didn't earn the time. They're setting him up for success. So Either there's more to the story that they need Joe to stick around so we can see it, or they, Michelle has said to them, I like Joe, give me more time with Joe, because that is a way that they kind of navigate it sometimes yeah. if they want to explore. So they're setting him up for success. He gets the group date rose and brings me to Nate, who people also love. He's one who got the first impression rose and has the earrings. And I personally feel like I don't trust Nate. 
Because Wait, why? He was like spiraling, saying, not spiraling, but he was saying that he was pretending he didn't care that Joe and Michelle had this connection. And he was just protesting too much. Like he was overcompensating in his interviews, saying that he doesn't care. He knows they have a connection. He knows they have a connection and he's focused on his connection, which I didn't believe because he was talking about it so much. And then later <laughs> on, he called her Shell. And I just feel like it's too early for nicknames. And I just don't trust him. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I think he's, uh, to me, I, he reads very uh, intense as well. Yes. They're you cute, know? but like, I don't trust him. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I always worry about that. But uh, earrings are a nice touch always. Uh, but yeah, it is one of those funny, that's the other, but that's also the amazing part of the show that I like is when we, the audience, can see that they do not know, like that they're completely starting to spiral and they'll get worse and worse yes. each week. So we're watching, we're at the beginning stage of somebody's you know, degradation into like complete craziness. And I just like, which one of those guys is going to pop off? So it's like this- I think this it's Nate. Pre is this pressure cooker that we see them all go in. And that's the part I like about it. And then I was talking to John Paul Jones on the, the show. Uh, um, kind of a JPJ couple, drop. JPJ, yeah. And he was like, well, no, but I, it's like, because he was telling me, it's like, I was like, do you really get in? Like, who cares? Like, honestly, who cares in this day and age? And he's like, no, man, they get you in there and they, uh, they make you think there is nobody else but Michelle. There is no, that you need Michelle. You need, they take your phones away. All you do, all you see is Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. So yeah, you start thinking, and like this is the only person that I could potentially love. The only yeah. sad new rule that they have is that they can only have two alcoholic drinks per hour right. uh, after that? that whole stuff happened in Bachelor in Paradise. And that is like, because I miss those times, especially with the guys where they would out drink each other and then one yeah. buddy would fall in the pool or something. We have gotten less drunk stuff. And I know that's why, but it's interesting. I feel like they're trying to lean into more of these guys like sitting around talking and less about like drunken antics. Like I had Alexis Waters on the podcast last week and she was the dolphin shark. And I was watching clips from Nick's vile season to talk to her to remember, refresh my memory. And she was like drunk in the pool on night one in her dolphin outfit. And we yeah. need that. Yes. I think that's another part of like, if you're going to be tawdry in certain ways or like, or even if you're going to like kind of exploit the joke of some of this, let them get drunk. Let them, because that yeah. gets their personalities out so much quicker. And then just have more security on set, have more people watching, you know, like, yeah. but I, I think that's a key moment. And especially when these first couple of episodes, I think it's really important. And especially because on Paradise, it's much more like you can go into a room, you know, things are more like loose and they, that's why they had the issue. And now I think you have to like sign something for consent also when you go into the boom, boom room and stuff, which is, you know, great and good, whatever. But on, on The Bachelorette, it's very rare. It's happened like twice where anyone's like hooked up before the fantasy suite. So what's going to happen if you give them too much booze? Like just make sure they don't fall over. I, I still have a question you can answer because you're an expert. What's, what was the difference between the boom, boom room and the fantasy suite? Like the boom, boom room is all above clothes and then fantasy suites like below. I mean, like, honestly, I I was like, but they already went to the boom, boom room. Who cares if they go to the fantasy suite? Yeah, that's a, the boom, boom room is, there's a, still a camera. It's kind of like Summer House when they show them hooking up in okay. the corner. So there's still a well, camera. No fantasy suite's no camera. Yeah, there's no okay. camera in the fantasy suite. And the fantasy suite, like they give them like a special, like they let them leave the property or they, they hook it up. They give them the champagne, whatever. The boom, boom room is like Jersey Shore when you just get to reserve the room and there's air conditioning in paradise in the boom, boom room. That's the only room with air conditioning. Okay. So that's like another bonus, but also it, there's still a camera. So the fantasy suite is the only time on the show that they can turn off the camera. 
But that's the other thing. You don't want to also like get to the point where these shows where I'm watching the bachelorette and I'm just picking out contestants that are going to be a bachelor in paradise. Cause I'm starting to like bachelor in paradise more than bachelor or bachelorette because Dang. I'm just like, they, to me, that was magical this season. I was like the way they all worked that so many great scenarios and stuff, but that's like, I'm like looking at this for like to scout contestants for that. And I'm like, I, I just, I should have my mind focused on this. Yeah. I'm going, I'm crazy, obviously. This is crazy how I'm even talking about this. I should have my <laughs> mind focused on this. No, I agree. For Paradise this past season, who did you have a favorite couple or a favorite shit show situation? I mean, they were, I mean, that the, the and I, once again, the names escape me, but it's like yeah. the, the Instagram dude with that lost like the 150,000 Bre- followers. Brendan. Bre- Brendan, you know, that whole scenario was so amazing, not even because of Brendan, but just because of like, you guys are all here for your Instagram. Like you all, like the fact that you came at him then Lord of the Flies like of like, we need you off. And then the one dude that thought he was like on top of the world and then made out, like took that other girl, like who just got there oh, went and made out. And then they, they said they wanted him gone and her too. And then she went to oh. get, he, he went to get in her car and she's like, this is my car to leave the property. Yeah, Chris and Elena, this, they're oh. dating now. No, oh my God. They're no. dating now, post show. Oh, cause I was like, that is the, Mo, because that guy thought he had on top of the world. He was hooking up with two girls all of mm-hmm. a sudden. He was like, and then he was like, they wanted him off the island, go and you too. That was like amazing. Yeah, no, that was good stuff. And it, I think Brendan and Piper are back together also. So all of these couples are. Oh, Brendan and Piper, I thought Brendan and Piper were done a couple. They weeks broke up, but then they're like still talking, from what I understand. They can't really cut the tie. It's just a disaster. But also There's with so Brendan, much like, going on. Where do you, you realize how fallible all these people? Like once your Instagram following is gone, it's like. Where else do these people go? Like, well, I mean, you don't have any real life skills, it seems like. So you're screwed. You like you're one shot. Like, what do we really need Brendan in any of our lives? Like, what I mean, what is the point of having him do anything at this point? It's also one of those things that going on Paradise is it is a quote unquote risk in certain ways. Cause if you get a good edit on the show and you get your following, you risk becoming a villain type. And he kind of was like that. People didn't like die for him by the end of Tasha's season, because he kind of spiraled, but they liked him a lot in the beginning, like enough. Like he went from, you know, over 200K to now like way less. So that's, it's a risk. If you get a good edit, don't necessarily go to paradise. If you get a bad edit, I think the producers kind of promise you they're going to help you try to fix it if you want to <laughs> as your way to get on paradise. Like I think that's a good negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and I will say the only this is not going to be a popular opinion, but I don't buy into grocery store Joe like everybody does. Really, I don't buy in. Like I'm sorry, the fact that those first episode he was like sitting there wistfully looking in the ocean, like why am I here? I'm like, dude, it's thirty. It's however long. Have some free drinks, enjoy yourself. He was like bumming out, like why am I even here? You know. And then the whole like then finally once he got attention from the girl, he was like happy again. And but the other thing about grocery store Joe, I didn't like. Well, like he was like. He was always like the voice of like, let me understand this. Paradise so this police. guy comes over here. Like he's always explaining it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. You do not need to like, he's always like thinking out loud. So let me tell you what happened. And he's always trying to tell everybody what he thinks the situation is. Well, I regret to inform you he was nominated for a People's Choice Award today for Choice Reality Star. No, <laughs> the number one award show of all time. Yes, yeah, so that I guess isn't a popular opinion, but I will also say, so to full circle, Blake and Katie breaking up, I had a, we had a reporter interview Katie last Friday at her stand-up show. She did stand, opened for Whitney Cummings, which is a whole other discussion. No but, um, way. Yeah, she really? opened for Whitney <laughs> Cummings. And her, I read the interview file and the quotes are on the site. And I was like, oh, these two are on thin ice. Like I knew it. 
And cause she was saying all these things like, Oh, I'm winging it. Like I'll see him tomorrow. Like if it works out great, like she said all this weird stuff. And then two days later they broke up. So I would be, and I didn't say anything about it before. So I'd be remiss not to say Joe and Serena did an appearance this weekend at Mohegan sun. And I read those quotes and it, it, he was just very short. She was doing all the talking. He didn't do a birthday tribute. So I could, I'm just throwing it out there, potential trouble in paradise for 24-year-old Serena and 37-year-old Joe. <laughs> wow, that's wild. I'm just, that's, I don't know anything for real. I just laid out everything on the, on the line that I know, but I think maybe something's going on, which is unpopular. People are going to come for me because they're like the most popular paradise couple right now. And also off topic, but congratulations on your article yesterday at all the times that Travis Barker and uh, Courtney acted like Travis Barker and Shanna Mochler. Thank you so much. Uh, that was very <laughs> for the recognition. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, you know? Yeah, I was um, like, wow. <laughs> thank you. The other thing I wanted to bring up, you know who The Bachelor is, right? Or do you, have you been spoiled? Yeah, I do know. Uh, yeah, I do know who that dude is. Clayton. Yeah. Um, thoughts on him so far? Because all he really did in this episode, he was on the losing basketball team. Didn't take it great. Um, you know, walked in like a little sad about it, but they haven't showed him too much. So far, I'm not really getting why he, you know, got to steal the, the title from anyone from Katie's season. Not at so all. I, I mean, I don't understand. Uh, I, I, there must be something huge that happens because he, to me, he has not stood out yet really at all. Like he's a big dude. Um uh, he blended uh, in fact like you know uh, there was like him and this the other white dude were like standing next to each other in a group day and like to me i was like i was looking at the other white dude more than that dude you know like you know what i'm saying like he wasn't even the dude standing like he's like, not so dropped and gorgeous though yeah, like, like, that is yeah so there's got to be something because they're not going to like just throw like their franchise to the 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 wolves over just nobody so he must yeah. really come in really really hot and they must think we will get behind this dude completely so totally. I, that's yet to be seen but i mean that's the other thing too i think we're like starting to like piece together exactly how this show is made so much that 20 we're going years in, in the making we figured well, we're going out. in with we're going in with these mechanics of the show instead and i hate it instead of just getting swept away yeah. by the romance you know that's so true um i i'm very interested to see how it plays out with him it, it's a little weird obviously knowing he's the bachelor but i, I don't hate it as much as i thought because i like kind of watching for the clues now um if he has like a really nice date with Michelle, it's obviously going to feel like a waste of time, but either way, it's kind of fun to see like how they're editing him. And I kind of thought they were going to throw him in our face so far. They haven't necessarily. Um, I think he's going to, he's, I think he's Colton, but just straight fingers crossed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Colton. Like he's literally Colton again. And he's an NFL player and he's a tall white guy. And I don't know. I, and they have Jesse Palmer out there. Like it's going to be a similar thing. I personally Wait, what do you think. think about the Jesse Palmer host thing? And, and also, also what's the story? So they, they, they all of a sudden like, like Tasha and like, they're not going to keep going with these, the ladies. I think the ladies are going to keep doing the bachelorette. Okay, because I was I like, this guy... I think they're going to go for the girl, like, girl gang, we're supportive, we're the sisterhood for The Bachelorette, and then I think for The Bachelor, they're, you know, for whatever reason, they like this, like, manly, like, football vibe. Like, I know Chris Harrison wasn't a football player, but even the but way he's... he, like, spoke to them was very much, like, factual. Chris Harrison yeah. wasn't the shoulder to cry on, necessarily, that Tasha and Caitlin are for Katie and now Michelle. Like, he was always kind of distant. Well, which sometimes is a little too similar. slumber party for me with the girls. You know, it's like when oh the God, girls, yeah. like in the first episode, went into like, hey, leave, we're going to go through your stuff. And then they found the Bachelorette yeah. folder, you know, and I'm just like, ah. I like it when it's real. Like when Michelle was very emotional, as Asia told us, I like seeing her comfort her in that moment and ask questions because I think 
the same way when Greg dumped Katie and she was like locked in the bathroom, yeah, she yeah. did speak to Caitlin. And I, and I like that. I don't like when it's super produced at the beginning of this episode, even they're sitting in bed, there's, you know, fake mimosas and fake brunch in front of them. And it's like, it's so produced and they're not good actors. It's, yeah, you know, that's so the I thing don't is like you that, can always like tell. Yeah, you can always tell when they're like, we're told to ask you about this. And like, yeah. girl, let me tell you my experience. Girl, Zachary know? on group date. Like she's calling her fiance Zach Zachary now. Like yeah, there's yeah, a little she, like, okay. <laughs> she's like, you've always got to pay attention to the quiet ones, the ones yeah. that don't stick out, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I like it though when they are in an emotional moment and they come in because Chris Harrison was always very distant and it never really felt like he cared that much. Um, cause I don't well, you always miss like the only thing I do miss kind of, which was also creepy was that, you know, the, the, the bachelor bachelor would be going through something and all of a sudden he'd like appear out of nowhere. He'd be like, yeah, how you, how you doing? Like he yeah. was like hi- hiding behind a shrub or something. Like know? he just woke up and they, they got him dressed. So he's like, all right, I got to get in there. Cause I just yeah. need to leave the golf yeah. course to talk to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't like miss him necessarily. Like, I think I, there's a, that's a whole other issue, but, um, with um, Jesse Palmer, part of me is like, oh, this makes so much sense. How did I not think of it? Because he is a host. He has a deal with Disney slash ABC already. And he was The Bachelor. And another part of me is like, lame, safe choice. Yeah, I think, well, see, that's that's where my th- thing is that like, lame, safe choice. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, by the way, I'm sure he's highly capable. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, th- you cannot flub these jobs usually. Right. Like it's everybody, you know, but like, like even The Bachelor in Paradise, I almost just wanted to know behind the scenes how close, like, you know, who were, who were, who were, who was bummed that they didn't get it, you know? Like, yeah. you know, because there were a lot of people in contention. There was a lot of people in Bachelor Nation that was in contention. I mean, Wells, you know, has to go back to slinging drinks behind the uh, Bachelor in Paradise. I part. think Wells would have been a great choice. He's a radio host. He's got the cadence, but he also has been on the show. He knows what it's like to be a contestant. He's seen a lot of shit go down in Paradise. He can give them, you know, tips for Paradise while they're filming the show. I think he would feel like he had to get invested because he does on Paradise. So he would have gone all in, whereas Jesse Palmer, he's always, he's also still doing college football so he's gone one day of the week like I don't even know how they're pulling this off that he's in California every Sunday or Saturday to do college football and then he's back on the bachelor's that let alone like COVID protocols but he's he's got one foot in one foot out I feel like and Wells would have jumped all the way in so I think Wells well I mean I was even I, I mean my stupid like I really love David Spade I thought he brought this levity to it that I, I would have loved to have seen on a week-to-week basis or give him the bachelor in paradise gig the whole way through you know yeah I think the the I like having the celebrities come in host a date or something I thought David Spade was really funny too but I think Wells could very much easily be the full-time host of that too but have the dates be like the celebrities I don't know yeah, they, yeah. they got a, I think they were just kind of throwing things out and seeing what people liked and I think Wells knows, like, he's going to keep coming back. I mean, it's a great gig, but I think he could have definitely pulled off The Bachelor. It, it was funny, though, with some of those Bachelor in Paradise, like, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Titus Burgess from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. It was just fun to watch some of those guys not know who the heck he was. And yeah. I have to, like, yay, Titus Burgess here, big yeah. star. I totally agree. I mean, Paradise is just flawless. But if they're going to give us, like, so many freaking seasons of this show, if they're going to keep it for a year – I just, I don't know. It's exhausting. It, it really is uh, very. <laughs> <to> complain. <but laughs> I, can't, I know I it's my job to watch this show <laughs> and I'm very lucky, but I just feel like the fall was a good time to take off. And then you get so excited. Like I, the new year always started and there was a new bachelor and I, I missed it. They're not giving me a chance to miss it. And according to reality, Steve, they're going to stick to the four bachelor thing. Really? Yeah. So he, he said that, starting in the so Clayton season starts airing in January as always it's always the first like Monday of the new year and then it air, ends in like March and then they're going to start filming a bachelor season even though it usually goes into bachelorette air another bachelor season do paradise and then keep the bachelorette in this fall slot 
That's what he claims. Well, they do Bachelor in Paradise. Why don't they do Bachelor in Hell and just make it the worst, like the worst, like like the the scummiest of scum location that totally. they can find and just put them through their paces, you know? Put the villains or like the quote unquote villains, bad people on like an island and make it almost like a Bachelor pad thing because they have to compete. They don't just get to be in Paradise. <laughs> no, there's so much they can do with these people. Oh. There's endless amounts of contestants. Like why not give us more Paradise, more Bachelor pad type show than another Bachelor season? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, also uh, in this episode, what I love, uh, I forgot who said it, but they called um, uh, Peter a- an insecurity supernova. And I thought that was such a great line. And See, insecure- when he goes on Paradise, that'll be his bio. Yeah, insecurity supernova. Totally, yes. I love that. Ryan, I could talk to you forever. What is going on with So Bad It's Good? You release an episode like every freaking day. I, I do, don't know how yeah. you do it, but tell I've everyone got, everything. Uh, yeah, you guys, it's a pop culture podcast. Uh, reality shows, like heavily, like a uh, uh, lot of Bravo. Bachelor, we do dip our toes into. Uh, we don't do recaps, but you know, I'll have a lot of Bachelor contestants on now. Uh, but yeah, Mondays we do a pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross. Uh, I do uh, Vanderpump Rules recaps every week. Uh, I did a Winter House uh, premiere episode that's on uh, today. And then Friday is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps, which I do all the voices. They're horrible voices. Just Lisa Rinna is like a gargoyle, like demon <laughs> in it. And like, but they're really, really fun and silly and stupid. But then the rest, I get a great interviews. I had Dave Quinn this week who wrote the new Bravo mm-hmm. book. Uh, Dave Holmes, the old MTV VJ who has this Ooh. amazing podcast. Uh, I've got Perez next week, which is like a very controversial, but it Whoa. was a great interview. I have all did of these. Did you talk had, about Brittany Murphy? He sure did. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I yeah. gotta listen. Well, I said, I said, are you tired of apologizing? I see you apologize every week. I think he might have got a little offended. Um, it uh, <laughs> No, but like Whit- Whitney was just on from Salt Lake. Lala Kent was just on. It's really, really cool. So it's a daily show. Listen to whatever is your fancy, but just give it a shot. And uh, there's so many good podcasts out there. So it's just really cool and exciting that we get to do this, you know? Totally. I have to ask, I guess, before I let you go, what is your favorite thing on Bravo right now? Like, what are you liking? What are you hating? Well, I mean, Realize with the Beverly Hills is a season that, I mean, this is a magical season. You don't get things like this. We, even if you took the Erica Jane things away, there would still be a lot of it. Those ladies all work together. And I may really dislike Lisa Rinna, but I realize her importance. I think, you know, you got you to mm-hmm. have somebody that you really dislike on these shows for these shows to work for each, you know, and they change from each individual viewer. Uh, that I think is amazing, of course. And then I got to tell you, I was very, very happy with the first episode of Winter House. Me because too. Because it was so... It's that kind of like all we need at the end of the day, we don't need people stealing from orphans and widows. All we need is people fighting over rooms. Like that's it. You can have a whole episode about fighting over rooms and I am gleeful about it. It it doesn't, the drama doesn't need to be this huge, huge thing. You know, it's like we all started to watch, the real world was always like my favorite of them fighting over the rooms in the first episode. And we got a whole episode kind of that of just, Kyle trying to destroy his liver, people dancing, people doing shots, people hooking up in a jacuzzi. This has it all. It is the, it's a breath of fresh air from the normal housewives thing. And I like that Bravo is kind of going out, um, not on a limb, but like, I like that kind of stuff is that you can do both. You're not just married to the, the housewives format, you know? I agree. And these people are still, I mean, for back of a little word, thirsty enough. Like you need the, you have the newbies who obviously are going to want to bring it because they want to stay on the show or get a career on Bravo. But the summer house kids, even though they're going, a lot of them are going into their fifth or sixth season on the show. They still like, no, they have to deliver. It's kind of like the early days of Vanderpump. Yeah. Like they had, they were shameless and they have to be. And Craig and Austin will obviously show up to anything too. So it's like, they're, <laughs> you know, and, and I like them. So 
whatever. But it's interesting that they are thirsty enough to bring it. They know they have 17 days to make a show and they're not wasting any time. Whereas Housewives, especially more seasoned ones, I think that's why Salt Lake is so good too, because they're in there fresh. Potomac still feels fresh. Like they're, they feel like they have to show up. When you get to a, an older season of a show, if there isn't a big scandal happening, they can get lazy. Well, it, I mean, also, it just shows how, like, we. I just love that I don't, I still don't need much. I just need four camera boxes. They yes. do this amazing thing where you see four camera boxes. Even them changing their clothes, I'm like, ooh, so much to look at. I'm such a simple creature that yeah. that's like, oh, they're playing in the snow. I love that, you know? Yeah, I think that's what The Bachelor and Bachelorette are missing because Paradise does have a more casual format like that, and you follow people, whereas the, the traditional shows are still very, quote-unquote, polished. And I think they could go a little, like, fourth wall breaking. Oh, I would so. love... I wish Vanderpump Rules right now would be following a little bit more of the winter house, summer house aesthetic, but it shows as you get older, you know, there is families now to be taken in consideration and they seem to be going with the older stories rather than like the newer stories like Charlie and stuff mm -hmm. like that on Vanderpump Rules. And, and I really truly have such a, um, like Vanderpump Rules was my number one. So I have such a vested interest in this surviving and it's just, I, I, I wish the production or whoever's behind it, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like us, the audiences, and this goes with the Bachelor franchises as well, we think about it more than they do. Like we yeah. think about all the ins and outs and all that stuff where I'm like, did you guys not see that this would be weird? Or like, I know it's a COVID season, but like, do you understand that like just complaining about public speaking doesn't last, like is, is only good for one episode and not right. a couple, you know? We don't need, like I know, because reality shows need arcs, right? So they plan out, this is my my thing this season, but I would just prefer you make them spend the night at a house and see what yeah, happens. Put them all, like, <laughs> like when they were at the Palm Springs house, yeah. uh, Vanderpump Rules and the engagement, I really liked that. Mm -hmm. Put them there. Put them all that. I thought Summer House one of the best seasons because they were all in that. Yeah, they were. Thing. They all and lost their minds. Also, yeah, you you saw Hannah completely lose her mind, and that's what I wonder. I wonder right now if Hannah is watching this of like, and I, I kept doing that during my recap of like, this could have been you. You could have, you, if you had just chilled out. If you would just, that you would be here right now. It's tough know? to see everyone always like, well, Paige and Sierra, this duo, this is what we needed. Like Paige is lighter, and it, and I I know Hannah. Like she. I think it was really just this being stuck there. It just, she couldn't handle it. No, I mean, it really does seem to be that way, but it's, it's also really refreshing to see Paige without Hannah. Yeah, like You actually is. start to be like, oh, okay. Like they're, it's just more of a light, fun vibe. And I think we need that right now after the heaviness and especially on Bravo. Now we have the law involved in every show, it seems like. So like, this is like, no. okay, we're just over drinking here. You know? I mean, I think I'm a lawyer at this point. Like the amount oh, of court documents oh, that I've read. That's, it's what, <laughs> that, that's what we talk about. I said, you know, this has inspired a couple of people on like Bravo meme makers to be like, you know what? I think I, I, think I have a capacity for the law. I'm going to go to yeah. school, you know? I mean, I'm four years at Us Weekly this week, and the amount of court documents I feel like I've read in general, but especially Bravo with Erica Jane with Jen Shaw, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think I might be able to pass the baby bar before Kim. Just yeah. throwing it out there. <laughs> throwing out bold predictions is what we like. Um, Ryan, you're the best. Everyone go listen to So Bad It's Good. Come back anytime. Yes, and you come back anytime. Like, I always just, I always mean, because I know you're so busy writing all the time. So, uh, but it is always open. But then, guys, thanks for listening. I hope this was okay. No, you were great. You were great. And I love podcast crossover. So anytime yes. um, I'm there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.